Beautiful. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Cheers. Cheers. I have my detective Blah. juice. <laughs> It's Did a you little... say your detective juice? Yeah, there's a um, a murder like subscription box called To Hunt a Killer. Not, Hilarious. Not sponsored. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did it, and um, they sent me like they sent us like a swag package, and it has like this cocktail book and these mule cups that say detective juice on it. That's cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So what we're going to do is a disclaimer. We're going to get, well, we're going to get tipsy. We're going to get respectively tipsy because yeah. it is the earliest I've ever recorded a <laughs> episode four, before. Three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, he needs to talk to somebody. <laughs> I've made it very clear that I do talk to somebody weekly. That's why um, Nathan has a podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, Cullen, would you like to, I'm sorry, would you like to sleep? Yeah, I'm Colin. Um, you may remember me from the War and Crimes of Matthew Morrison episode uh, <laughs> yes. a couple months back. Last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, last season. Um, I don't know what host number I am, but I'm back. 45, baby. I'm host number 45, and yes. I'm just, I'm happy to be here. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yes, as soon as you, because uh, of course when I created this, when I uh, created this podcast, um, <laughs> I literally up. just had <laughs> a like a big. I have a big um, the uh, spreadsheet. Yeah. I have a big spreadsheet of boxes and like people I had ideas to like co-host with, um, and I really never found anybody to do this with. I was like, oh, it'll just be like a, a show. I like eventually find somebody to do and after our last episode together you're like hey if you ever want to do avenue q i'll do it i was like absolutely it is a fucking lutely yeah it's a very special show to me i love it so much um having done it it was just a blast yeah so um yeah like and follow and subscribe <laughs> send us your stories at uh booze and broadway at gmail.com so that we can get our little um community theater story episode i'm very excited for that <laughs> i have plenty i need to submit to that um, yes you do yes have, you do i have so many um uh i i cannot wait for that um <laughs> and very offhandedly um i've already told cullen this today off recording but it is my anniversary of seeing Hades Town on broadway and yeah. i felt like i needed to say that would you like to tell everybody what show we're doing today? Yeah, so we are doing Avenue Q, the 2005 Broadway hit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. No. 2004? 2003. Is it really? Because it won the Tony in 2004. Oh. What do I know? I just did the show and I have no idea what <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> So uh, let me go ahead and teach you about the show that you were actually in. Yeah, thank um, you. That I did professionally <laughs> at my college. Oh my gosh, I love. Where I met, it. This is one where um, I met Jane Lynch. Yes, it is. This which is... you're gonna have to tell that story again because I had to cut it out of the last episode. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah. Um, so it's a 2003 off and then on Broadway show with music by Robert Lopez. Yes, the Frozen guy. Mm -hmm. Um. A frozen guy. Um, <laughs> Casual. <laughs> and then uh, Jeff Marks with the book by Jeff Whitley. Mm -hmm. Whitley. Witty. Sorry. Jeff Whitty. 
We got there. <laughs> um, it premiered at the Vineyard Theater in 2003, and on July 31st, my birthday, uh, it moved to the John Golden Theater on Broadway, where it ran for six years. Yeah. I think it, la- it ran longer off-Broadway than it did on-Broadway, right? It did, for like a whole decade. Yeah. Love like, that. That's, love that. That's crazy to me that, like, I'm sorry, I love this show, but, like, I think it's so funny that, a, like, a show about puppets ran for six years on Broadway. Yeah. No, I mean, we can Do you know get, what I mean? We can get into that, especially for what it beat out for Best Musical that year. Correct. Which we can talk about um, that later. I'm assuming you were going to get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it played a total, on Broadway, it played a total of 2,534 performances and closed on September 13th, 2009, where it then moved back off Broadway to the New World Stages, where I saw the play that goes wrong, which was fucking hilarious, and I will be in one day. Um, I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. That's what I've heard. It's, yeah. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I gotta see it. Um... It moved there on October 9th in 2009, and then it closed on May 26th, 2019. Yeah. That is insane. So, uh, technically, with off and on and back off, it ran from 2003 to 2019. Yeah, it ran for a while, like, a lot longer. Like, I when I did the show, so I did it in spring of 2018, and it was mm-hmm. still, like, the show was still going. Like, it was yeah. still going on, which was kind of crazy to think about, but, Yeah. Amazing. It's so fun. Yeah. It's such a fun show. <laughs> so we touched on it a little bit earlier. The show is about puppets. It, I mean, it leans very heavily on the Sesame Street concept of both, like, people interacting with puppets that are alive and they're there. Pup- yeah, they're, like, real... I don't want to say people, because that's not the right... They're, like, entities, <laughs> almost. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, well, okay, so there's the humans, there's yeah. the human puppets, and then there's, there's the, the mon- puppet monsters. Yeah, yeah. There's only the two monsters in the show. Yeah. Kate and Chucky. Uh, I love them. Uh it's so the puppets, The puppeteers are not concealed. You can see the puppeteers on stage, but they are not acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Which is which is different than, like, a, a regular puppet show where it's like, here's a puppet and you only see the puppet. Yeah. 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 It's, what was interesting when I did it was that um, the biggest thing was to make sure I looked, like, so I was I was a puppeteer. I wasn't any of the named characters. I was, so for Trekkie Monster and Nikki, they're two-handed puppets, kind of like Cookie Monster or Ernie, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, like, random background things. But, um... I primarily did Nikki and Trekkie, and when the guy who was the voice of the t- characters was talking, we had to look at the puppets and not look at the actor. Those like that was like the hardest thing because you're talking to the puppet, you're not talking to, you know, right. whoever is playing the part. Um, that was like the hardest thing about it for sure. Because the puppets, oh, yeah. are, they're like they're real. They're, those are your like those are your scene partners. It was just yeah, it's fun. I love it. I think it's so f- I it's so funny. Um. So, okay, all four of the original puppeteers from the show, John, Stephanie, Jennifer, and Rick, were all performers on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious to me. Yeah, the so in the script of it, it, 
it says very, very clearly, and I think it probably says it on the playbill too. It's like we are not affiliated with the Jim Henson Company. Right, right, right. <laughs> we are not like we do not um have any relationship with them. But yeah, they all like got their starts there, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And then after the show, after Stephanie left the show, Stephanie went back to Sesame Street. Oh, really? Funny. Uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm um, sure they've all made their way back at some point. A little bit. Oh yeah. You know, it's a steady job. And listen, and this is what I try to, if you're somebody who is performing, I've tried to say this before, if you're good to work with, people will welcome you back to work with them. Period. 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 Um, Some themes in the show that we address. Racism, Mm -hmm. pornography, homosexuality. There's a lot of adult themes in this show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, That puppets are addressing. It's a hoot. <laughs> it's a really good time. <laughs> it is. And I think that's what makes it work even more. Because it's like... I don't know. Like, it's it's less preachy coming from a puppet. Yeah. So people are more willing to... I don't... I, I, it, that might be our, like, lizard baby brain. Where it's like, oh, as a kid, I listened to the puppets. Yeah. No, it's, total, it's totally like that. And how we advertised it when I did it was that... It's an equal opportunity, uh, equal opportunity offender, which, but it makes sense, right? Like it, it, yeah. If you are going to that show, you need to be prepared to be offended at some point. Yes. Spoiler: It does rely a lot more on like conservative people. Like it's like the butt of the jokes. Sure. Because there's a character in it that is, but, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's so raunchy for puppets. Like, it shouldn't be as bad as <laughs> as that is. Like, spoiler, they they fuck each other on stage. Yeah, full frontal nudity. And they show it. It's full frontal nudity with the puppets. Full puppet nudity. Not, not, the, not the actors. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Different shows. <laughs> right. That's, ha- that's hair. That's hair. That is hair. <laughs> Which I also did at the college, and we had to do that same thing. So, the 2004 Tony Awards, they won Best Book, Best Score, and the big one, they won Best Musical against Wicked. That always baffles me. Always. To quote Alexander Hamilton, I will never understand you. What? (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, I think the reasoning is it is... is such an innovative show. Like, truly, the mm-hmm. only other show at this point that we had really seen that was puppet-based was Lion King. Yeah. You know? And I think... I love Wicked. It's one of my favorite shows. It's, like, my dream show to be in. But, like, we all know the story of the Wizard of Oz. We kind of know everything about the Wicked Witch and Glinda. Like, I don't know. I think Avenue Q was one of those things that was, like, so poignant and, like controversial and like funny and like people loved it i don't know yeah like, it makes sense to me but it doesn't at the same time because wicked is still the most successful broadway musical of all time i feel like i yeah it was just like i to me it's like puppets be wicked like that's kind of how like my brain forms it mm-hmm. it's like these puppets beat Wicked. And then you watch it, and, like, it's like you said, it was so innovative of, like, it was a funny show that people enjoyed, and it was offensive, but it was, like, 
Yeah. It's it's so good. It's so much fun. I've never actually seen it. I've only been in it, so I like have never seen the oh. show, but I've only oh, gotcha. I've done the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'd love to. I was bummed I got I didn't get to get to, get to go to uh New York before it closed. Like I never got to see it in New York. And Yeah. Yeah. So um so tony nominations they got a uh, tony nom for leading actor for john leading actress for stephanie and best direction for jason moore and that was that was their tony year so john tartaglia who played princeton and rod mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know what tv show he did did wait is it on there uh, no I'm not going to remember it, but I have looked him up before and I have seen him on TV before. Yeah, so Johnny and the Sprites, which it might have been like Nickelodeon Junior or PBS. Okay. Um, or like something like that. But it's him and it's him like singing with these puppets and like doing these like children's story things. And like it was around the same time he was doing Avenue Q. So he was like going back and forth and was like this child icon. He's also Pinocchio oh in the Shrek musical. Yes, he is. Yeah, which is, it's just him playing a puppet instead of acting he's with a puppet. He's just fully immersed. <laughs> like he he is, is now a puppet. He is the puppet. <laughs> this yeah. man, he works so hard in the show. John and Stephanie yeah. earned their paycheck every week. Well, and they were good. Like it, and they, yeah. you could tell, you could tell they enjoyed it, which is like half oh, the yeah. battle, right? But yeah. It's a hard, God, it's a hard show to do. We split, we split John's track. Oh, sure. So we made Princeton his own actor and Rod as his own actor. And then Stephanie, who was Kate, right? Was she Kate Monster? Yeah, Kate Monster and Lucy Lislot. Yeah, so we made, that was the same person. Because Lucy's only in like sure. two scenes. But, um. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. I almost died. <clears throat> Are you good? Did you just choke? <laughs> a little bit. Um. This so is the episode where Nathan dies. Why is posted anyway? Um, <laughs> as long as I get my uh, paycheck that I'm not earning for this at all. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, get, you take that up with HR because I've never once told aren't, anybody they were going to pay for this. Aren't you HR? <laughs> yes, and sadly, we cannot process your paycheck. Um, <laughs> so uh, the cast: uh, Princeton and Rod. Are played by John Tartaglia. Mm-hmm. Kate Monster and Lucy Lislet is played by Stephanie uh, DeBruzzo. I wanted to say Stephanie Myers, who wrote Twilight. It's like, That's it's, wrong. I wish. Could you imagine? Now, if anybody is a Scrubs fan, Stephanie is the patient in the musical episode. Mm. Nikki, Trekkie Monster, uh, one of the Bad Idea Bears, <clears throat> excuse me, and Rick are played by Rick Lyon, who actually helped design the puppets for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary Coleman is played by Natalie Belkin, um, who, yes, Gary Coleman is played by a woman, usually is played by a woman. Should in be played most by productions. a woman. Well, correct. Um, Christmas Eve is played by the legendary Anna Harada. We I love her. love her. Is it Anna or is it Anne Harada? Oh, I might have accidentally hit an extra A. I think it's I think it's Anne Harada. I believe you. Have you Okay, tangent. It is um, Anne. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, Good catch. Have you heard about her fifty four below shows? 
Yes, uh, Christmas Eve with Christmas Eve. I love those. What a great, yeah. what a great concept. Well, first of all, this woman deserves to be working. I mean, she works, but she deserves the world because she's so fucking good. And she deserves more credit than she gets, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Um, She was in uh, Smash as the stage manager of Bombshell. And she uh, is also the stepsister who sings Stepsister's Lament in Cinderella on Broadway. With, uh... Laura Osnes. I was going to say Kiki Palmer, because that's who <gasps> that's who played the part in my head. The original, I'm sorry, yes, you're right. The original was, uh, Cinderella was I, Kiki I'm pretty Palmer. sure it was just Kiki Palmer and Carly Rae Jemsen that played those roles. I don't think there was anybody yes. else. But Brian anyway. is played by, <laughs> right, uh, Brian is played by Jordan Gelber, and Mrs. Thistletwat, Ricky, and the Bad Idea Bear, and amongst others, she, she's one of the, like, they list her as, like, assistant a puppeteer. Yeah. But she does help with these, like, two-handed puppets, is uh, Jennifer Barnhart. That's the track that I did. Uh, Cullen, I know you've done the show. You explained your track and everything, and we love that for you. I'm very glad you got to be in this production. Who would you want to be in this show? So, I think Princeton... Um, okay. I, so here's the thing. I, I'm really partial to Nikki and Trekkie. Um, that's who I worked sure. with the closest. And um, my friend Peach, who was the voice, um, is like, at, okay, so Avenue Q like really reinstilled, like me doing it at the show really reinstilled my love for theater. I was like going to drop out of college. Like I was done. My My teacher was bullying me. Like he was like, you'll never make it in this, like in this program. Listen, just a PSA, if there's any, like, seniors in high school wanting to go for theater, do it, but just know that you're going to have to go to therapy. Like... Yes. And that's not a bad <gasps> thing. That's not a bad thing, but, like, it's just... Colin, it's, it's so I was traumatic. thinking about this... I was thinking about this, like, literally yesterday, that, like, if I had a kid that went to college and I had the money to, like, pay for it, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a big if. Big if, yeah. Um... But I, w- I would be like, I will pay for your college and you will never have to worry about it. But the caveat to this deal you is have you to have go. to go to therapy once a week. That's, like, a gr- that's a great deal. I'd do it. Hell, I do do that. I'm not in college, but... Yeah. I, I, you know, I was. Um, but... Yeah, so, I mean, Avenue Q... I, 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 it, my story is going to make sense in a second here, but... Um, yeah, we had to do, like, our, our sophomore evaluations, which is basically where we had to, like, re-audition for our program, acting like mm-hmm. it was a cut program. It wasn't. Um, and they told me they were going to put me on suspension, and they were, like, not going to let me work because I wasn't good enough. And then I booked Avenue Q, which my, my college was a rep theater. Um, and so I worked in equity production of Avenue Q, worked professionally on it. And um, my friend Peach, he was... Nikki Trekkie Bad Idea Bear um, mm-hmm. was I like the best teacher I had in college and he wasn't a teacher um, like I, right. le- I learned so much from him um, he's still one of my really dear friends shout out to Peach um, uh, but yeah I, so I, 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 I'm partial because I love Nikki and Trekkie but knowing my type and my voice and stuff I'm a Princeton um, and I like purpose yeah. is my, purpose is like my favorite song from the show. It never gets old. Um, 
So I think I think that's what I would do. Or if I in a perfect world, and I could play the part, I'm just I'm a white man, just putting it out there. I'd love oh, to. Gosh. I'd love to be Christmas Eve if I was the right oh. demographic for the role. Okay. Yes, I agree with you. I'm yes, but this is also no rules. This is this is no rules out the window. I I still can't. I don't think in good heart I can say I want to be that character. And that was a test, and you passed it. Um, so I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Princeton. But honestly, like anybody, and I just I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I'd love to direct it also. Um, oh my gosh. Who would you want to be, Nathan? You know what? I think that's a record for the quickest time anybody has ever asked me uh, that question. So good on you, Kellen. Thank you. Um, I would either want to be Rod by himself. Mm-hmm. Like, the Rod Princeton track is cute, um, but Rod or Nikki. Yeah, you rem- you remind me a lot of my friend Nick, who played Rod. You guys look very similar, um, mm-hmm. have very similar energies, and... <laughs> We had there was an ongoing joke in our, our show that all the people who had puppets kind of looked like their puppets. Um, <laughs> like we like they all slight. I'll send you photos of it later. But um, Nick absolutely looked like his rod puppet, and I looked like the newcomer. And um, but Trekkie I, monster, Trekkie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like Rod makes sense. Rod or Nikki. Oh my gosh, yes. I love them both. I'm just going to say it. No one wants to be Brian. No. So, I did Avenue Q, spring of 2019. Nope, that's not right. That is wrong. I did Avenue Q, spring of 2018. There it is. My sophomore year of college at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Go Huskers. Um, but... <laughs> I don't know. Um, but sure. I, yeah, oh my God. So I remember I was, I had to do this interview at like seven in the morning um, in like downtown Lincoln. I didn't have a car, so I had to like walk across campus. They sent me home with a puppet for the night. So like this puppet was just like in my dorm. Um, it was so scary. Uh, <laughs> it's like so, so traumatic. Um, um, and I'm like walking through downtown Lincoln with this puppet and I go into this coffee shop that this interview is taking place at. Um, I had the link to the interview. I could literally send you it. I was on, Oh my gosh. Yes. I was on TV with, for this show, did a radio, a radio interview, did like a whole photo shoot. It was a whole thing. But, um, uh, I walk in, it's like seven in the morning. I don't think I was hungover, but it's possible. I was, it's college. No, I wouldn't have been. I was underage. Sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I really don't think I was. Um, but I, I, get, I go to this coffee shop, and I'm watching the other interviews ahead, like ahead of me. And I'm looking at this table, and I'm like, "Wow, this this woman looks really familiar. Why do I know her?" And I was like, "Is that is that Jane Lynch?" And I was like, "There's no way that Jane Lynch from Glee is in the middle of Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, there is no right." Like, why Why is anybody in their right mind here? Right, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I still live in Nebraska. Um, but I'm like, holy shit, that's Jane Lynch. And Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, basically. And I'm like, 
That's oh my god, it's Gary Coleman. It's exactly like that. Um, and <laughs> um, I'm like, holy shit! Like Jane Lynch is here, so I'm texting my two friends that are coming to the interview with me. My Gary, my Gary Coleman, and Christmas Eve, and I'm, I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. like Jane, I'm like eighty. 80- five percent sure jane lynch is in this coffee shop right now and yeah. and it's funny there's the interview she's doing involved a puppet from a different thing going on like a children's show and she was like older, uh-huh. hated it like did not want to be around the puppet she like kind of got sassy with him it's very funny um and we're you know we're right after her and so the lady's like okay after this we'll be back with uh, the nebraska reps production of avenue q and I, I wasn't going to talk. I didn't want to bug her because, like, yeah. you know. But also it's Jane Lynch. But also it's Jane Lynch. Like, when do you ever yeah, see yeah, yeah. her? And so I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, like, just play it cool. Just, I'm going to say hi. I'm not going to ask for a photo. Like, you know, play it cool. And she's like, she's like, hey, how are you guys doing? And we're like, we're good. We're so good. How are you, Jane? Um, and... She was like, I'm great. Are you guys here? With, you guys are part of the Avenue Q cast, right? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows I've seen. Do you want to take a picture? And I was like, yes. I was like, you're asking me for the photo? And so she's just as tall as you think she is. Of course. Like, she is my height. I mean, I'm six foot, but, like, she's tall. And I think because oh, yeah, yeah. her presence is so, like... Yeah, she. I would have thought she was a giant. Um, and I took a photo with her, and it was still like the coolest. Like it's just the coolest thing that's happened to me. Um, Cause like, how often do you meet like you know any other celebrity? You'd be like, cool. It's like Chris Evans. I don't know. That was the first person that came to my mind. But like, listen, Jane he goes Lynch. to Chef Mickey's all the time. I know that's why it came to my mind. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I don't. I don't know anyone who's met Jane Lynch before. Yeah. Like, I've never heard... Like, if it was, like, Adina Menzel, I've been like, hey, you know, I've met her before, too, but that's a different story. She's not nice. Yeah. Um, no. But, um, yeah, Jane Lynch was just randomly in Nebraska, and it was so cool. I fucking she, love it. And she was doing a show with the Lincoln Symphony, and Meredith from The Office was there, yes. but she wasn't at the interview. Um, and... For all our Gleeks out there, Brad, the piano player, yeah, was also there. <laughs> like, they were on tour together. Hit it! <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and I met the cast of, like, Kinky Boots when I was doing the show, because they were, like, in the theater. Like, we literally shared a hallway with them, and it was cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really cool. So, Love Avenue it. Q had a lot of really unique moments, for sure. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Super cash. Awesome. So... Let's get into the awesome. show. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, Colin, we're in a theater. We're going to black out. Where do you like to sit in a theater? I love sitting center orchestra. Like, I want to be in the middle of it. Um, sure. I, this is, I, I don't know if this is a controversial opinion, but I, I don't like when shows do on stage seating. Um, okay. Because then you can't see it all. It's different. You know what I mean? Like. You can't see mm-hmm. the pictures, um, but I, I absolutely do not want to be in, like, the first or second row ever. Like, I'd rather okay. be, like, row 
six through thirteen. Six through twelve. Like somewhere in there. Um it also depends on the space, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like to sit in the center if I can because of the sides. You know, you get like you can see into the wings a lot of the time, and I I've worked in too many theaters where that's like never good. Um, yeah, that yeah. So I like to sit in the center. What about you? Where do you sit? <coughs> You're a balcony. Are you a balcony bitch? I'm a mezzanine bitch. I'm a wait. I think the exact phrasing I I did a couple of episodes ago was I'm a slut for the mezzanine. Yeah. Because I like to see, I like to see all the pictures from up high. That's fair. Um, and I don't like looking up. Um, and I also enjoy sitting in the center so much. It's just, it's the best place to be. It really is. Um, I saw Lion King on tour, and I sat literally on the side, mm-hmm. and I, I missed the whole cliff scene with Scar. Like I saw Mufasa like get flung off the cliff, but I did not see him on the cliff at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, one of those moments that you kind of need to see, too. Um, mm-hmm. That's the show that made me want to be an actor. I remember I was five, and I sat in the audience, and they came down the aisles at the very beginning during Circle of Life with the big puppets, and I was I was in. I haven't looked back mm-hmm. since. I have not looked back since. I love puppets. I- I'm so mad I could never do the the American history with the puppets, with the Muppets. I'm so mad. Great at, moments in history. I'm so mad I was not around for that. It always made me laugh so much. Like, that is... I'm so <laughs> bummed that didn't happen <laughs> for me. I love the show. Yeah. Okay. So, we're sitting in our seats. We're not sitting together because I'm in the mezzanine. And I've I'm decided s- that I want pictures. And I'm sitting <laughs> so I can see people's faces and see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, these... We get the Avenue Q theme. And they're just like... The sun is shining. Wait, yes. Can I can I put a quick tangent in this? Yes. How we started our show. If you you know Fiddler on the Roof. So they made a puppet that was me that was supposed to be a fiddler and it was screeching it and it was like the worst violin you've ever heard in your life. And we had the the rod puppet yell shut up and then it started with the cue theme immediately into it from there it was the best addition to that show you could ever ask for it was so funny on top of one of the apartments adore that (laughs) so much it was so fun i adore it i think his name was like seidel or something yeah i don't know please please (laughs) anyway Um, the theme we get princeton princeton comes out and he's a little puppet boy um uh and he's singing that he finally has a degree in English, um, but he doesn't really know what his life is going to be. Um, and he says, somehow I can't shake the feeling that I make a difference to the human race. He, it, it's a dream song. He has a lot of like dream songs. Yeah. Like I, I want songs. In yeah, show. totally. He totally does. He's a young 22 year old fresh out of college. Yeah, so then we get the, um, one of my favorite songs in musical theater to just, like, introduce every character. Like, you're talking exposition song. This is my favorite one. It's so like, great. It's to be me. It's so fun. Um, Brian uh, comes out. He's a human. And Kate Monster. She is a monster puppet. Um, they're just talking about life. And Brian's like, oh, hey, I'm unemployed. So I need to look for work. And she goes, but you know what? He's she goes, he goes, it just sucks to be me. And she goes, you, I'm sorry, excuse me? You think your life sucks? 
my life sucks. I'm a good person. And I'm single. First of all, if you're telling everybody you're a good person, maybe you're not a good person. And we're going to take a moment to sip. Take a big old sip on that. If you have to justify um, yourself, yeah. Sorry, girl. Oof. Watch and, out. I, I mean, she, she, she's, not a, she's not a mean person, but I mean, she, everybody has their faults. Everybody has those days. I was going um, to go there, too, so I'm glad that one of us did it. <laughs> um... So uh, while there, she's like, it sucks to be me. This song is called It Sucks to Be Me, which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so while, oh, while Kate and Brian are fighting, um, Rod and Nikki come out and Brian says, I'm sorry, can you settle something for us? Can you decide whose life sucks more, Brian, mine or Kate's? Kate's or Brian's? Brian's or Kate's? Who who's worse? Yeah, and they fucking say um ours. Ours. <laughs> Please, I love Nikki. Now, if this is clearly a play on Bert and Ernie. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Nathan, I think we could be Nikki and Rod together. I really Please. do. I feel like that makes sense. I would love that. Like it, we kind of look like the puppets. It kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't I'll wait. wear my glasses. I'll be Rod. I'm. Um, I'm. I can be sloppy. My whole room's a mess right now. I don't look back there. <laughs> oh, I deep cleaned my room like two days ago, and I was like, I need to reset myself mentally. Good for you. Um, Good for you. So they they're like, listen, we're best friends, and we live together. But also, don't live with your best friend. It's never. I mean, you you can live with your friend but, that could become your best friend. Different. <laughs> like my roommate from college is my best friend but like going into that situation we were not necessarily best friends but now we are yeah so yeah so they they complain about like listen we might be best friends but he leaves his underwear everywhere he's messy and he's like okay but you iron your underwear so like what the fuck is that about let's unload that later and rod this is one of my favorite things in this whole song is when rod goes you make that very small apartment we share a hell. And so goes, do you. So do you. That's why I'm in hell too. <laughs> I think it's it's so it's great, so funny. And then Christmas Eve comes out. Which <laughs> her name, her name being Christmas Eve, it's like never addressed. No, it's, it's not just, once acknowledged. Her name is just Christmas Eve. And we're like, yeah, that's it. Um, it's a child. Yeah. I think that's and a so, childlike wonder of that show, right? Maybe is that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it is. It's my profound statement for the show. Child like wonder. It. So Christmas Eve comes out and she's like, "Why is everybody so happy?" And they're like, "Because our life sucks." And she goes, "You think your life sucks? I came into this country to for like a better life, and I have two master degrees, and I can't find work. So don't tell me about what sucks. It sucks to be me. She can't get a job in a deli because she's Japanese, Korean deli because she's Japanese." Try to work yes. in Korean deli, but I am Japanese. <laughs> Which is... What, that's, like, one of our first hints of, like, is this, yeah. is this show offensive? It absolutely. Is... Listen, Christmas Eve is an offensive character. Yes. Like, the accent, the... the it, I know our girl who played Christmas Eve had the hardest time justifying doing the accent. Yeah. She, she is... Of Asian descent, so it's okay. She played the part. 
It was not a white gotcha. girl playing Lindsay Lohan. I can't. I, can't. I can I cannot I cannot go back to this. <laughs> so um now we do find out that Christmas Eve and Brian are in a relationship and she's like I'm also upset that he's unemployed. So yeah. like there's lots of things happening. So Princeton they're comes they're engaged. They're engaged. Um so uh Princeton comes in and says, "Hey, I'm looking for an apartment. Um I've tried everywhere and now I'm kind of out here in the in the slums." Kind of. Um, and they're like, oh, you need to talk to the super, uh, I'll, I'll get him for you. <laughs> and they go, yo, yo Gary. Gary! And, <laughs> and this woman comes out and he goes, oh my God, you're Gary Coleman. <laughs> oh my God, you're Gary Coleman. Yes, I am. Bye, bye. I'm Gary Coleman from TV's Different Strokes. What? This? <laughs> I'm Lindsay Lohan. This? From Disney's Parent Trap. I am going to sue her. I'm going to find that woman and sue her specifically so for saying yes to that role. <laughs> um, and so at one point, uh, she's like, uh, Gary, Gary says, uh, now, uh, I'm the superintendent of Avenue Q. And they're like, oh my gosh, you, you win. Your life actually fucking sucks. Um, and Gary Coleman's like, yeah, try people having, try having people stop you on the street and ask you, what you talking about, Willis? It gets old. <laughs> Which is probably one of my favorite jokes early on in the show. It's so good. It's so funny. Like, Gary Coleman, as a character in that show, is a force to be reckoned with. I'm kind of surprised she didn't get a featured actress nom. Yeah. You have to be good to play that part. Like, you, oh, yeah. you have to be good, and you have to be able to do the comedic... That's the thing about Avenue Q, is you have to be funny to be in that show. Like, it yeah. has to come naturally to you. It's It has to be funny, and you can't lean into the joke. No. You can't be, like, tongue-in-cheek with it. I mean, there's tongue-in-cheek moments, but that's for Brian. Yeah. That is for Brian to be tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. That's the only character that I think is allowed to be. Otherwise, it's so serious and so real to you that, like... That's what makes it funny, though, because they're taking it so serious. It's, I, it's, yeah. it's brilliant, brilliant writing. Good job, Jeff Woody. Good, good job, good for him. So Princeton gets an apartment by the end of the song. So uh, Christmas Eve sees Princeton and Kate, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you should go <coughs> out with each other." That's every white straight girl who's like, "I know two gay people; they should be together." Yeah. So they they say there is actually one other person who lives here. It's Trekkie Monster, and you should say hi to him. And Trekkie Monster leans out, and he's like, "Hello." And that's, that's your that's a great Trekkie impression. Good job. Thank you. It's just uh, slaughtering my vocal cords. Um, yeah, every time I, do I had to learn how to um, do it, like how to do the oh vo- for sure because I had to learn how to sing the parts in the Trekkie voice. Mm-hmm. It is horrible. It hurts. I'm sure Alex Brightman would be great at it. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm surprised he has he not played the part. Not that I know. He's had to have. It would make sense. It makes. I feel like he's played the part. Yeah, I'm spreading Um, a rumor. Alex, I'm spreading a rumor. (laughs) Alex, we have a job opportunity for you. I'm looking. Um, I'm looking it up right now. There's no way that he hasn't. So everybody says, "Say hi to Trekkie," and he's like, "I'm not coming down. I have to go back into my room." And they're like, "Oh, he's a pervert." Um. So we smash cut to rob and nikki's apartment and rob is there reading a book the broadway musicals of the 1940s 
Um, he is all alone. And he's just like, I'm having a good day. I'm having, I'm finally having one peaceful moment in my life. An afternoon alone with my favorite book. <laughs> Broadway musicals of the 1940s. <laughs> that is Nathan. That sounds like Nathan. <laughs> it truly isn't. My afternoons are disassociating staring at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, same thing. Hi, Rod. Right. <laughs> Hi, Rod. Um, so, um, he goes, guess what? Guess what happened? This man was on the subway and he was smiling at me and talking to me. And also, uh, he was probably gay. That's just, that's just cut to the point of it. It's, he's gay. He was gay. And he's like, okay, why are you telling me this? And first of all, Rod, you're a little rude. I was just trying to share my day with you. I'm like, that, first and foremost, I was just telling you a story. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, there's that. Um, and he's like, I don't care. What do you want to have for lunch? He's like, okay, you don't have to get defensive about it. He's like, I'm not getting defensive. I'm not defensive. <laughs> um, and he's like, I just think it's something we should be talking about. And he's like, no, I don't want to talk about this. So he goes, you know what? I just, I just want to tell you. If you were gay. Okay. It's like when um, little, little toddlers are like looking at their dogs and they're like, if you can talk, you can tell me. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> you're like, your secret's safe with me. Literally. It's your godson. <laughs> he's just holding Lupin up and he's like, Lupin, talk to me. Um, so, um, so he sings this whole song about like, hey, if you were gay, it it literally would be okay. I literally do not care because if you are, it's okay. I'm just telling you that. And Rod just like is like, fuck off, fuck you, fuck your mother. Like I'm not listening to this. It's it's important um, to point out that Rod is a very very fiscally responsible conservative. Like he's a like a stockbroker on Wall Street. It's really important to point that out in this moment, just for yeah. context of how funny this is. But it's very clear that he's oh, gay. He oh, it's very clear that he is, and he's. It's just he's like the definition of uptight. He okay. So I just finished Modern Family yesterday. It, okay, it, he is reminiscent of Mitch, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's yeah. part, but not. But Jesse Tyler Ferguson was not that bad on the show. Like he was not as like correct, you know. But it's right. the same like uptight. Right, right, right. Yeah. Awesome. So they sing that song and, and Nikki's just like, just, just tell me if you are, it's fine. Um, Gary helps Princeton move in and gives him all of his bills. And he's like, you have this bill and this bill. Here's this bill. Um, welcome to adulthood. Um, and uh, sorry, Princeton says, it's okay. I start work tomorrow, but he, he gets a phone call from his job and he's like, you're folding. Oh my gosh. Now I don't have a job. I forgot so about that. Is, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Gary says, plan ahead and it'll be okay. And Princeton says, that's okay. You know, I've got some, some, some un poquito money. Um, so maybe I'm not supposed to work in an office my entire life. Maybe I have a high purpose. Um, he's like, what even is a purpose? And then we get like the Sesame Street, like, voice of like purpose it's what life gives you me it's it's a me it wow it's something that gives your life meaning yeah so cute now cut to every tenor's audition song me i was to say this is my go-to audition song here i love this song so much um 
But yeah, please stop using it so I can sing it and not get judged. <laughs> <laughs> this is my song. Um, just kidding. Um, so he met Jaden Lynch. You have to listen to him. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so he sings about how like pr- purpose is literally just like something that gives your life purpose. Um, I'm sorry. It gives your life meaning. Mm. Um, and he's like, oh, look, I found a penny from the year I was born. It must be a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, got to make sure that my life will be great. He's he's doing it. Got to find my porpoise. Um, got to find my porpoise before, before it's, it's too late. late. <laughs> Princeton asked Kate what, Kate what her purpose in life is, what her dream or what her mission is. And Kate says, well, I'm a kindergarten TA, but I really want to start a school for monsters. And Princeton says, hey, you're a Kate monster. And Trekkie is Trekkie monster. Does that mean that you're monsters. related? Yeah, related. Not monsters. You're obviously monsters. <laughs> right, right, right. It's part of their name. And so <laughs> Princeton says, no, Kate says, Princeton, I'm surprised at you. That's racist. <laughs> like, that's a touchy subject. Like, how how dare you? How First you, of all, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. Um, and so he goes, I'm sorry. I was just asking. Like, I didn't mean uh, it. I guess. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, I legit was, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I so, just got here. Uh, you should be more careful when you talk about this sensitive subject of race. Because look who's talking. What about this monster school you just told me about? Could I be? Could I come to it? And she goes, "No, we don't want people like you." And he's like, "Ha, you see? Well, you're you're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. They're a little. They're both a little bit racist. And then they sing this song called "Everyone's a Little Bit Racist." Which is probably, if you can get through this song, you can get through any song in the show. No, I disagree. What's the other, the Christmas Eve song? No, I'm going to say Loud as the Hell You Want When You're Making Love is the one that, like... Oh, really? You're like, you're like, what? Well, okay, I don't know. Every song has something in it. But that's, there's puppets literally fucking in front of you. Yeah, but if you're only listening to it on a CD, baby, you don't see that. True. Schadenfreude is also pretty... Correct. But it's not that bad. Uh, oh my god, I have no, no, no. I have so many stories for you about this show. They say, everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. That doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Look around and you will find no one's really colorblind. It's... It's... It, you said it before, this show would not make it to Broadway now. Um. No, but... <laughs> the, the, the show has... This song in specific has too many hints of truth to it like you know you can try to set aside your prejudices and like i try my best we all do Mm -hmm. but like there's times that i'm like fuck that was not like was not okay for how like i think about something i'm like my my favorite line in this whole show, or in, I'm not whole show. I'm so sorry. In this whole song is when uh, they say ethnic jokes may be uncouth, but, but you laugh because mm-hmm. they're based on truth. And I'm just like, that's so offensive. But like, that is why we laugh. Like, uh, like uh, not that not very broad stereotypes. Oh, that's very 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 broad stereotypes. Yeah, like I can't do math. Um, Gary Coleman comes out. 
And uh, they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't tell racist jokes. And they're like, yeah, but I bet you tell jokes about, like, other people. Well, and she's like, yeah, of course she, I do, because they're funny. It goes about Polacks, which is white people. Okay, I'm trying to be, like, real vague about all these racist <laughs> remarks. And you're like, no, 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 this is the line. <laughs> Sorry, I did the show. You can cut that out. <laughs> but, okay, this is important, though. It's trying to show how, like... People, people, everyone's a little bit racist. That, but how people think you can be racist towards white people. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's that. It's but it's that. I'm not trying to. Yeah, not trying to throw out in offensive things here. <laughs> Sorry. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very, it's a fine, fine line that we're walking between. Like, you're welcome. Thank you. uh, <laughs> telling, I love that song. Telling, telling the content of this and like not getting canceled. Well, and it's like telling the content of this and like telling the content of this song. Um, yeah, you need to put like a well, yeah. you put a trigger warning, I guess already. I do. Yeah, yeah. It'll, trigger it'll warning again. The song. Yeah. So, um, Prince uh, Brian comes out and they make fun of Brian for being married to Christmas Eve, and they're like, "How many languages do you know?" And they're like, "Come off it, Brian." He's like, "My like, wife is Asian." I'm not racist. My wife's Asian. That's basically what he's trying to say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and, then and so she says something, and and they're like making fun of her, and that's where the recyclable, recyclable line. Yeah. Comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Chris, uh, Christmas Eve comes out, and they're like, "You're racist too." She's like, "Yeah, I am." She's like the first person to like just fully admit. She's like, "Yep, I sure am." And what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what and and cancel me? Try it. Try it. I'm a therapist. Um. Yeah, I have two master degrees. What do you have? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Princeton considers what his purpose is. Uh, and he, you know, he doesn't have a job. He's he's kind of down on his luck. And these bad ideas, uh, bad idea bears come out and encourage him to buy beer with the money. His parents have sent him some money to, like, tide him over until he can get a new job. And, and uh, they want him to buy beer instead of looking for a job and he goes i'll buy a six pack and they're like yeah but fiscally it's better to buy in bulk than it is to a case of beer (laughs) it's so good yes (laughs) um so kate gets a call from her boss mrs thistletwat and is told hey tomorrow i have to have surgery um so for the morning you can teach the kids um and you can you can choose whatever subject you would like to so she goes, I'm going to teach them about something modern and important. I'm going to teach them about the internet. <clears throat> and so she starts singing a song and she goes, uh, the internet is really, really great. For porn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And Trekkie Monster is like, hi, just, just to add in. Very Slams out porn. his window of his apartment. So we get this whole song where like Kate, it, it's called the internet is for porn. And Kate is singing, like, oh, my gosh, we can do all these things. We can learn all this stuff. We can browse all day and night. And Trekkie Monster is just like, yes, for porn. Yes. It's all for porn. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the song that I got kicked. we got kicked out of a club for. We're at, Go on. So to, to you musical theater fans out there, you may have heard of Ellen Stardust, which is the music, like the cabaret type thing. And it wasn't in New York. Let me just. 
I'm just oh, giving okay. so I'm just giving like context as to what it's like. It's called it's oh, yeah, yeah. it's a restaurant in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't want to say the name because I don't want to like you know yes. whatever. But months in advance, like we knew we were going to perform here. Like we knew we were doing like a little like promo thing. Our our yeah. our Rod and our Kate Monster worked there. Like they worked at the restaurant. And the guy was like, yeah, we really, I want to bring the Avenue Q cast. And they're like, okay, that's great. We w- we'll come. But, like, you do know what the show is about, right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to the soundtrack. Like, I know. Spoiler, he didn't. Um, so we get we get through It Sucks to Be Me. I think we did Purpose. Um, and now it's time for the internet is for porn. And so our Kate Monster walks up there. It's me. Um, Peach, who played Trekkie, and then my friend Aguel, who was Kate. And we start singing. There, keep in mind, there's a family uh, There's a family in front of us with their, like, three eight-year-old children. Love it. The music starts. The internet is really, really great for porn. Lights get turned off, unplugged the piano. And they're like, nope, we're done. And then <laughs> we were like, what, what do we do? So we like packed up our stuff to leave, and they were gonna have they were gonna have Aguel, who also played Lucy the Slut, sing "Special," which is also not a great song for a cabaret. And then they had me and my friend who's playing the voice, and then um, Gary come out and sing "Schadenfreude," and we had to change the lyrics to "Schadenfreude" because some of them are not right the best. As we had just got kicked off this stage, it was the most horrific moment of my life. The fact that, like, we just got kicked out because of what we were singing. That is such a scary thing to think about because you, in in your mind and in your whole group's mind... You were you were told, yes, I know what your show is about. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's not, it was, come and it was sing. absolutely on the restaurant's fault. And you and you come in, and then the, the lights are off. Like I would have been like, okay. Like we we started that we started the song. It started going fine. We got through "It Sucks to Be Me," which has got some stuff in it, but it's not bad by any means. Yeah. <laughs> then we got to that moment, and he turned off the lights and made us go back on to perform again, which was so humiliating. No, it was so humiliating. It was awful. <sighs> Okay. Well. So that's my story about that song. I have one for everything it sounds like. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so. They, Where are we at? <laughs> What's going on? We're at, we're in the midst of the internet is for porn. So she goes, this is not what normal people do. And he goes, oh, really, Kate Monster? And all the men in the <laughs> show come out and they're like, yeah, he uh, Princeton goes. No, yeah, it's Princeton. Princeton goes. Sorry, Kate, I masturbate. Yeah, which is so fucking funny. It's my my favorite line. Listen, I don't like crude humor. I really don't. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm sure I will unlock that in therapy one day. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this whole song is when he's like. Oh, oh my gosh, what does he say? Because I want to get it right. He's like, me up... It's the honking his horn oh, line. Um, me up, me... Me up, up night... Honking me horn to porn, porn, porn. 
It's so funny. Or like, it's so funny to me. Grab your dick and double click. Yes. Oh my gosh. All <laughs> the metaphors for the porn. It's so funny. It's and also I don't know. It's important that like to point out that Trekkie Monster is the equivalent of Cookie Monster, where he's addicted yes. to porn as Cookie Monster is addicted to cookies. Like it's the same, exact yes. same thing. So that's why my voice goes into into that. Whenever I talk about Trekkie, that's where I go. <laughs> So he it literally is just singing the song about like yeah everybody watches everyone porn, masturbates and I'm just like get over it. Even your mom masturbates. Cut that from this. <laughs> no one needs that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, I understand. Um, first of all, that was. <laughs> first of all, nobody does need that. Secondly, that's from title of show. Um, anyway, love that so, show too. That's a good one. Rob and Christmas Eve speak about how she is going to get married. She has decided she's getting married. And uh, Rob is jealous of her because she has someone special. And he asks about her job. And she goes, yeah, no one really ever stays after one meeting. Maybe I'm just too efficient. Uh, Maybe I just need to, like, spread my helping out. And she goes, do do you need my help? And um, he goes, no, but one of my friends might be gay. And she says, what's wrong with being gay? The gay people make major contributions to art, literature, all these different things. And he goes, oh, my friend's a Republican. And she goes, oh, then he's good for nothing. (laughs) Wig. And so she kind of just turns and leaves and he's like, great. (laughs) So um, we um, get, we're going to barrel through this one. Um, We get mixtape. And it's... uh, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's not a bad song. It's just, but it's the it, song you skip on the soundtrack. It's to break in a glove, so, but Avenue Q. Uh, <laughs> it's something bad. Um, so, yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. You don't need it. Um, <laughs> you don't need so, it. So, Kate, Kate is like, oh my gosh, I like Princeton. I hope he likes me. And Princeton comes in and he's like, hey, um... I'm gonna, I bought you this mixtape, and it's all these songs, and she kind of gets confused, because one of them is, like, Fat Bottom Girls, and, like, um... That's what Friends Are For is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a friend, uh, and so he's, like, he comes back, and he's, like, oh, did you, uh, did you look at the other side of it? And she goes, oh my gosh, my heart will go on, she's got away, yesterday, goodnight Saigon, through the years, like, it's all these songs, and he's, like, yeah. Um, so it's just like, there's a little hint that Princeton might actually like her, and she clearly wants somebody to like her. Um, and she's like, thanks so much. Uh, do you want to go to, um, Brian's thing at the club later? And he's like, yeah, we can go as, like, she's like, as a date? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm gonna go make other people mixtapes now. Bye! Goodbye! Um, (laughs) so, um... Then Brian sings the song because he's trying to be a stand-up comedian, I guess. This is where my tap number came in, yeah. I You will be blocked. You will be blocked and not asked back. <laughs> I wish I wish I could send you video. Like, I wish I had videos of this. Um, so Brian sings the song called I'm Not Wearing Underwear Today. It's it's awful. It is like 30 seconds long. <laughs> so and at stupid. The end of it, at the end of it, Christmas Eve goes, get a job. So everybody's there. Even Trekkie Monster has come out of his house um, because he hears that the headliner is very, very attractive um, for porn. Uh, so yeah, He knows um, her well. He knows her very well. 
So, uh, the, we get special, and Lucy the slut, played by the Stephanie, um, uh, comes out, and she's like, I can make you feel special. It's very jazzy, it's very sultry, it's very, I'm, I am a sex symbol. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and she's like, I can tell just by, by looking at you, that you've got it hard. An erection joke, everybody. Um, For those of you who didn't understand it. Uh, And so she sings this song and everybody claps for her. And this is my, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole show is everybody claps for her. And she goes, thank you, gentlemen. And obstacles to those gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Um, You can imagine what Trekkie Monster is like during this scene. It is horrific my my friend would always call her helen of troy so good well, and there's a there's even a moment for trekkie where he like wants to go talk to her and they're like no leave her alone oh. he's like then i've got to get home right now he's like, Boobies! <laughs> and he was going up we went because we had the hand so both of us going like this to yeah. her, like on our way up it was so it's just so offensive it's so funny this show it's, is so raunchy it's so stupid i love it um i love it so uh, so Princeton offers to buy Kate a drink, uh, but she says no because she has her job tomorrow, her, her big, like, class lesson, and these bad idea bears bring her out a Long Island iced tea, iced tea, and, uh, they drink it, and the bears go, hey, we should play a game called Let's See Who Can Drink It the Fastest, and so she goes off to buy more drinks, and they're like, hey, if you keep doing this, you can get laid. Mm-hmm. And Lucy comes up. Pro- oh, this is this is the point of the show where it was always like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, consent is really important, kids. Uh, yeah, it's like real important. It's, very, it's the only thing that matters. It, actually, it, yeah, you can't do anything else without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Lucy comes over while Kate is away buying drinks, and she's like, "Oh, do you have a place for me to stay? I need a place to stay." Blah blah blah. And Kate comes back, and uh, Princeton. she's like, "Yeah, we're they." Yeah, you're like, we're kind of together, so, like, how about you actually fuck off? Um, it's kind of the vibe Kate is giving off. And uh, Lucy looks at Princeton and says, well, you know where to find me. So they get super, super drunk, and they kind of agree to go back and have sex with each other. And the bad idea bears are like, yeah, take her home. She's wasted. That's very problematic. We don't support that here. No. Um, this is, like, the number of the show and, that it's, like, it's it's really questionable. Like, if you could cut any song yeah. from the show, this would probably be the one, but also it, like, furthers the plot in a way that, like, you can't. Yeah. So, they have sex with each other. Uh, and while they have sex with each other, Gary Coleman, as superintendent, gets a call that they're making too much noise. And she goes, yeah, or, I'm sorry, Gary, Gary, he says, uh, yeah, fuck off. Um, because there are so many places where you have to be quiet. And actually, this is like a psycho- psychological thing that I, I didn't think we were going to be getting into. But like... Where are you going with this? This is a <laughs> moment you should be able to be loud. Um, like when you're having sex with somebody, you shouldn't have to be quiet. No. That's... Yeah. Okay, anyway, we're going to plow through that moment. Um, so... Um, yeah, so they have sex with each other. Brian and 
Christmas Eve have sex with each other. Trekkie Monster and his hand have sex with each other. That's what I did during um, this. So I was up in the front, and I, my friend and I were the puppet, and we grabbed hands, and we did... <laughs> and, like, masturbated Trekkie. It was so... Like, so funny every night. Just, like, because people yeah. do not see it coming. Literally. So, okay, so we get, you can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love, which is literally the entire title of that song. And um, the puppets are naked. That's, like, that's it. That's pretty much the whole, like, they... The puppets are naked. The puppets are naked. Kate they, fingers Princeton, like... Yeah, she puts it in his butt. Yeah. Yeah. Go for him. Anyway, <laughs> so, this, we're now on to, we finally made it, to my favorite song in the entire show. Fantasies Come True is one of the best songs in this show. It's I think. So, it is unnaturally funny. It is so ridiculous and out of pocket. It it's funny and you were you're right. It's out of pocket because it's intimate. It's like sincerely intimate. Yeah, it's cute. Like it's really cute. Yeah. It's so cute and it just does not fit the rest of the show. Like no, no, no. to this point. Yeah. And so we're in Rod's apartment, and he is asleep next to Nikki in separate beds. And um, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's trying to sleep. He's like, oh, my gosh, Nikki's talking in his sleep again. And as Nikki talks in his sleep, Nikki says, I love you, Rod. And he's like, what? And he's like, I just love the way you laugh and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And he sings this song about, like, I have thought all this time that this was, like, a forbidden feeling kind of thing yeah. um but i have thought of you in this way um, it's very evident that nikki or that rod loves nikki yeah. like that's the whole um, the whole bit of the whole show yes 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 um and he goes uh he goes what i've always dreamed us was meant to be you and me me and you fantasies come true okay dance break It's so cute. It's so fucking cute. Okay, so we cut to Princeton and Kate, and they have just had sex. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And she goes, yeah, and I've got to tell you, I kind of like you more than I've ever liked uh, any guy before. And Kate and Rod both sing to... Rod sings to Nikki, and Kate is singing to Princeton about how... I'm sorry, go ahead. This this song is particularly hard in the Broadway version, because Rod... And Princeton are the same person. Correct. They're the same person. So they're singing both parts of this show, of this song. Like, Rod, yeah. Rod it's just like, this show's a marathon to be in. Uh, yes. It's so like, ridiculous. I could not, um, that, that, what, when I said I'd be Rod, I don't want to be Rod in Princeton because, like, this would, like, break my brain. You gotta, you gotta be able to flip, like, voices and know yeah. what you're, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's what uh, I was going to get out with this. That's all. Yes. Uh, and so he goes, uh, they both sing. They're trying to reassure their fellow uh, soon-to-be partner. I, well, ho- hopeful partner. Um, they're like, uh, when you want me, I'm going to be right there to care for you. When I first heard this and Rod was singing, like, I'll be there to care for you. I, like, cried. I was like, he loves Nikki so much. Yeah, it's a really sweet 
moment. It is really sweet. I love it because it is like it is such dream fantasia. Like we did it with like smoke, like fog coming around, and like a big yeah. like it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's so funny and it's so sweet. Like yeah. it is so sweet. So we come to find out at the end that uh, Nikki, Rob, Rod lays back in bed and Nikki comes out where he was in bed at first. He is no longer there. And he's like, hey, Rod, you're talking in your sleep. And he goes, oh, I thought you were talking in your sleep. And he goes, no, that was that was you. But it sounded like you were having a nice dream. And he's just like, it was a nice dream. Yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Emotions. It's so sweet. It's so okay. cute. So yeah. we cut to, oh, so Kate oversleeps her her class that she was supposed to teach. And uh, the Mrs. Thistletwat says, I should have never hired a monster before. Racism. And um, Kate says, well, it's better to be a monster than a crabby old bitch. And she quits before she is fired. Um me, me, when I'm not pulled for face at a type out. Um, so <laughs> it's better to be a monster than a crappy old. Bitch. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kate just, Kate just, <laughs> Kate says that she's gonna pursue her her dream of opening her own, um, her her own monster school. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hello, and uh. Princeton says, hey, why don't we go to Christmas Eve's wedding together as, like, boyfriend and girlfriend? Okay. So, Christmas Eve and Brian get married with Gary Coleman presiding. And Rod is upset that they have each other. And he kind of is cries by himself that everyone kind of has somebody special except for him. Mm-hmm. And Gary Coleman says... I always thought Rob was gay. Rod was gay. And they're like, you know who will know? Nikki will know. They live together. Um, and Nikki says, I always thought he would tell me if he was. And, but yes, I do think he's a closeted homosexual. And as he says this, Rod walks up. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And he's like, I, 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 think, I think you're gay. But, I, you know, there's nobody here will hate you for that. We just... Yeah, like, Nicky's trying to be a good fr- like good roommate. He also, I th- I f- maybe I'm maybe making this up, but maybe he, I feel like he's like, it's not my business, but if it were. Yes, no, he, he like, does it, say that. He goes, it, like, it's not my business, but if, I were, if it were, I would be willing to bet that he's a closeted homosexual, I think is the line. Something along those lines. That's, exact, that's exactly what Nikki says, is a really good he friend. Would... He's a really good friend. Yes. Rod's, Rod's not the best. No. Um, he goes, well, I'm not. There's a whole lot in my life that you don't know about. And he sings My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada. God, At, what a song. Is... <laughs> Listen, he, he sings this whole song about how he has a girlfriend who lives in Canada. And, like, she was here last week, but she had the flu, so she couldn't meet any of you. So I'm so sorry about that. Um, but, and then he kind of messes up where she's from versus what he originally said what her name was. And he goes, I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada. <sighs> <laughs> the worst line. The worst line in the show. Especially, like, when you see it in person. How we, d- like... I'll let you say it, but I want to tell you what our Rod did because it'll make I every night I was like just so uncomfortable. Did he do the thing? No, that's what I'm guessing. Let me. Okay, so you say it. Okay, so 
At the end of this song, now, let me tell you, when I was in college and I first heard this song, I screamed laughing for like 15 minutes. It's hilarious. Now I'm just like, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> well. At the end of the song, he goes, I have a girlfriend who lives in, shut up. I have a girlfriend who lives in Canada and I can't wait to eat her pussy again. Yeah, that's where it should end. And our, Yes, our, that is where it should end because that's the end of the song. <laughs> our rod went, and I can't wait to eat her pussy again. And like, and, everyone, and did it to an old lady one time in the audience. Like, he would take the puppet and go into somebody every night, like, in the front row, which is, like, accost them. And it was an old lady one time, and all of us were, like, just mouth open in shock. You go, and I can't wait to eat her pussy again. And we were, like, <laughs> I wish you could see Nathan's face right now. Like, I can't tell if he's frozen or just, like, in shock. Okay, so I'm I'm I I cannot address what you just told me. Everyone just leaves. Everyone's just like, okay, goodbye. Um, yeah, that's, which is kind of how I'm treating what you just that told, was told the me. Na- that's why we all were like, it was the natural ending to the scene. It was just done after that. It was so, so awful. Nikki <laughs> Nikki goes up to Rod, Rod, and Rod's like, "You need to leave. You need to be out of the apartment by the time I get back to it." And uh, Christmas Eve throws the uh, wedding bouquet, and Kate wrestles it away from a small child and um, goes up to Princeton. And Princeton freaks the fuck out about commitment, uh, and he's like, "Listen." I've lost track of my purpose because all this time we've spent together. So I kind of need to just be me, be my own like little thing. And uh, I don't want to date before I find my purpose. Um, Which but is we can still be- respectable. That is fair. The way he went about it is a little... Questionable, but his motives but yes. are okay. It's yes. okay to be yourself and, and so, find yourself first. Absolutely. Um... And so he says, we can still be friends. And Kate says, I have plenty of friends. I, I love that. Yeah. Good for Kate. I have friends. This is, Fuck you. It brings me to my favorite song in this show. There's a fine, fine line. I, you Talk about it's a fine, fine line. It. I, I love it. I've always wanted to do it for a miscast. <gasps> I, yes. I just, I love the song. And maybe it's because of who, like my friend who played Kate just sang it so well. But it's it's the breakup. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And it's her being like, there's a fine, fine line between lovers and friends. Um, yes. And I mean, there's a, my favorite line is, one of my favorite lines, this whole, just, it's so beautiful. It, she goes, there's a fine, fine line between lovers and friends. There's a fine line, fine, fine line between reality and pretend. And it's just, it. it's so heart-wrenching. And it's like, it makes the puppets human, which I think is what the yeah. song, what the show needed at this point. And it just, it's, yeah, it's the whole breakup song. And she's like, I don't have the time to waste on you anymore. If you're not gonna, yeah. if you're not gonna make it work and like want to be in this, I don't, you don't even know what you're looking for was the line that I just like, it's right. It's great. It's so beautiful. I just, I love it. It should be in more people's audition books. It should. And surprisingly, I've only heard it like twice. It's not, like it's an audition. It's not. It's surprise and it's always on those stupid musical theater forums that are like theaterdork.com or whatever that are like the 10 top overused songs. I've never heard anybody sing it in audition. Not once. 
So sing it. My, That's wild. My alto friends out there. Also, sing whatever song you want. Don't sing Gimme Gimme, but sing any song that you, know, you want. You know, my, my, my voice teacher, who actually was my music, uh, my, my Avenue Q music director, um, he's like, it doesn't matter what you sing. It does not matter if you can sing it well. He was like, if you're another Period. white boy coming in and sing Corner of the Sky, fine. But if you can sing it well, then I don't care. Yeah. So if you can sing it well, sing what you want. Also, just sing what you want. Who cares? Also, sing it in whatever key you want. You're not Adina Menzel. Thank God. Adina Menzel isn't Adina Menzel. <laughs> not anymore. She's not. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> intermission. Intermission. Blackout. <laughs> Act two. Okay. <clears throat> uh, don't do that. Act two. No. Bitch. Okay. I'm going to keep that in. Um, so, the, the, the bad idea bears are back. The bears are back in town. Bears are and, back in town. And um, when uh, Winnie the Pooh, when they come back on set. Um, so... <laughs> Me not being able to see a damn thing when I'm was at that place, I hated. I hated uh, Crystal Prison. So th- they come back to bother Princeton, and they're like, "Hey, you should um, unalive yourself." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that." Um, that's an interesting way. So, to, I've never heard. I've never heard it put that way, but that's a good way to phrase that. Um, so I do that for two reasons. That is the way that people say that word on TikTok without their videos being taken down. And, uh, that is something that, uh, Rachel McRoberts, my beautiful therapist, was like, yeah, if you say things in a silly way, you're going to hear how silly they sound. That, yeah, I mean, I've heard, sorry, I've heard a lot of ways that that's been phrased. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, that's a good like a lot of silly ways but they're like around the word that like yeah or never i don't know i always feel like weird when i hear them or say them um but that's i've never heard it like that but i like that yeah i forgot that's how i forgot that's how act two started though jesus christ (laughs) they come out with a gut punch kinda yeah and so brian uh brian comes up to princeton and they're like hey nobody has seen you in two weeks uh what's up with you and he's like i got a job but i got fired uh i'm broke yeah he sings i'm two months behind on it like, sucks to be me reprise this is where it is <gasps> this is the sex yes. reprise he's like it sucks to be me broken yeah. unemployed and now i'm 23 me that's me right now <laughs> Except I've, I'm baby. Except I'm uh, not unemployed. <laughs> I have a job at PetSmart. <laughs> hey, come on. Can I buy a chinchilla from you? You probably could. Uh, I'm a manager. Come uh, buy it. Come to Nebraska and buy a chinchilla from me. Come through. <laughs> come through, manager. Um, so he goes, Brian goes, you know what? And listen, this is true friends right here who will come in and be like, I get you that you're sad. I get that you're sad. Get the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going somewhere. Yeah. Um, which is important. Um, so they go out and they're like, there is life outside your apartment. Um, and we're going to go see it. And so they go and, um, they're just, they're literally, it is like a tourist, um, track of New York. They see homeless people. They see drag queens. My, (laughs) my favorite... (laughs) 
<laughs> is when they look up and the woman's like, I'm going to jump. And don't they're like, do don't it. do it. Okay. Oh, my God. So one week is the weekend my whole family came to see the show. My extended family okay. drove from Minnesota and Wisconsin to Nebraska to come see me in my college production revenue queue. Our music director had left, went back because he was only there for opening night and left. That's like a normal thing. Um, sure. So our band leader was there for the first act. Second act, okay. he had to leave. So we put the, whoever the old lady was on piano two in as the music director. We got to this song and the money song later in the show. And she was playing it like, so the song is a patter song almost. It's like, there is life outside your apartment. You know, you know, it's fast. Yeah. And we did it whereas there is life outside your apartment. I know. It's hard to believe. And we were all like, what is going on? And then in the money song, what do we get there? <laughs> I can finish it or I can just tell it now and let it just rest. But well, no, we'll come back to old woman on piano. <laughs> it's it's the song is like two minutes, three minutes. It was down to six when we got like it was I, ridiculous how long listen, it took. Listen, I I like to think that I'm pretty fun to work with as when it comes to like shows and stuff. I would I would have lost my mind. We were all in Avenue Q. You have to have a fun energy to do. We were all were like. What the fuck is going on? Like, it was bad. It was so bad. Please. It was so bad. So bad. Now, one of my favorite musical parts of the whole show is in here. When uh, when they're singing, uh, there is life outside your... Uh, but now it's time to go life home. outside your apartment. It's life time to go home. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's just fun. It's like very fun. The music in this show, in general, is very fun. Yeah. It's very Sesame Street. It All is. the music in it um, has the Sesame Street childlike innocence to it with very vulgar, vulgar language. <laughs> like, that's yes. what it is. That's what it is. Yes. It's great. Period. It's great. Um, so, Kate and Princeton run into each other. Oh, okay, during Life Outside Your Apartment, Lucy has come by, and she's like, you should take me home, and everybody's like, yeah, good luck, take don't get home. gonorrhea. Woo! Yeah. Get it. Don't get gonorrhea. Um, Slay boots the house down. Um, so, <laughs> um, Kate and Princeton run into each other, and Lucy has come, and she's like, I'd like to go upstairs now. And Kate says, is that your friend? Is her name Purpose? Get her, bitch. We don't have to... We, we, get her. Scalp her. Get her jade. Wig. Get her jade. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't watch, I don't watch so, Drag Race, but I do love that gift. Me neither. You retweet Drag Race um, all the time. I retweet it. I don't watch it. I did know somebody who was on it, though, this past season. Who? Utica. Oh, cool. She was my costume director for when I did Lame Is. I think we talked about this in the Matthew Morrison episode. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was the bishop, not Marius. It's a really sore subject when everyone knew I should have been Marius. And I was the bishop. <laughs> the bishop. Um, <laughs> I showed up and I left. So, uh, Christmas Eve comes in and asks, is 
oh, is Princeton with that evil girl? Um, and she's like, yeah, and Princeton's stupid. And she goes, now, wait a minute. That doesn't make Princeton a bad person. And she's like, it's like a little mama baby bird pushing a baby out of its nest. If it flies, good for the baby. And if it cracks its head on a sidewalk, then the baby knows to do better the next time. It's so ridiculous. The metaphor is so stupid. Like, I love it. I love it. So she sings, oh my God. She sings this song about loving other people. And she's like, listen, love and hate are like you. And if, if, if this were a self-aware musical, she'd be like, you remember that fine line you were talking about at the end of act one, Mm -hmm. like love and hate sit on that line with each other. The two brothers that go on a date. Yes. That's literally what she's literally what she says. (laughs) And, And Kate's like, what? Um, but she's like, the more you love somebody, the more you want to kill them. The more, like, the more you literally want them dead. But, like, love and, the love and hate fit, like, a hand in a glove. Like, they will always go together. Mm. So you have to find that person. That's so good. Also, it's just a fucking display of Anne's talent. Yeah. You, like. Uh, In singing. I don't normally listen to it, though, to be honest. I skip it a lot of the time. Yeah. But I love it. It's a great song. I just... (laughs) But I love it, and good for her. And she had every right. (laughs) But I do Um, skip it. (laughs) So, Princeton... I'm sorry. Princeton gets invited by Kate via a letter. She writes a letter, and she goes, meet me on top of the Empire State Building. Um, And while she's writing that letter, Lucy and Princeton have a one-night stand. And she goes to deliver the letter, and Lucy answers the door. And she's like, just... Can you give this to Princeton? Thank you so much. And she leaves, and Lucy, like, wads up the letter, and she's like, he doesn't need to be with a monster. First of all, not your choice, not your life. If you're not... I almost said something very inappropriate. If you are not paying my bills, don't don't wad up my mail. That's a federal crime. Also, don't be racist. Also, it's it's no, it's not a little bit. It's overt, it's overtly racist. Like, do not be racist. Like, that is not a reason to, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. This it's not it's not a good look on you, Lucy. Lucy the slut. Well, um, <laughs> she's yeah. So, Nikki, Nikki, and Brian come out of Brian's apartment, and Nikki's like, "Thank you so much for letting me." live with you it's been great and about that time christmas eve is like have you kicked him out yet i do not want him here anymore throws his laundry out the window no throws it out the window literally um and he's like about that time we find out everyone in the neighborhood has kicked him out um and he runs into gary and gary he goes gary can i stay with you for a little bit and gary goes no absolutely not sorry i'll just be homeless I'll just be homeless? And he's like, yeah, why not be homeless? Because other people will look at you and feel really good about themselves. <laughs> and we get schadenfreude, which I never skip. It is what I... I f- love it this song. It is so good. It's so fun, too. Like, being in it. Yeah. And, like... So obviously, I didn't sing. I wasn't the voice of Nikki and Trekkie. I was just there. Like, I was yeah. always there. But I had to, like, act it out and, like... It's the song was so funny. Like it just is so much fun to do. It's a blast. Like I just 
Well, it's literally a a song based on the German word for like bringing getting pleasure from other people's happiness pain. and the misfortune of others. Yes. And so they're like, what about when people like try to get on an elevator, but the door is closed or like, you know, um, football players being tackled, all this stuff. Like there are things to laugh at in the world that like, will just make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Now, here's, here's my question, Cullen, to you specifically as a person, what is your schadenfreude? Hmm. Because I will, as you think about that, I will tell you mine. I cannot not laugh when babies cry in public. I think it is the funniest shit. I have always done it. I mean, God, that's such, that's such a tough one. I mean, I do, it's such a typical, like, watching people fall. But you're just like, oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> or, like, I love watching parents not be able to take care of their kids in public oh like have control of 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 yeah it's i mean it pisses me off because i'm like just fucking take care of it but i'm like at the same time it's so funny to me because they're like ha 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 a three-year-old won't listen to you yeah i i don't know i think mine is i always say watching people fall or like when somebody's speeding and then you catch up to them and they get a parking ticket like they're getting pulled over oh yeah, yeah that's always a good one i don't know i have to think I yeah have to think on that some more i think that like watch i mean watch people fall is a classic like that's what everybody always says i feel like but it's it, it it's it's always funny or watching like yeah. someone like when they're drunk like throw up or like pass out like when someone's like passed out when they're drunk or like asleep in like a public space it's always so funny to me because it's like are you good? Like, can you not take care of yourself? Yo, are you okay? Like, kinda. <laughs> like, so Kate is waiting at the Empire State Building with the penny that Princeton gave her, while Lucy drops Princeton. Oh, they. She's like, yeah, you need to not. You might be well hung, but like, we're not. You need to get your life. Together. Like, we're not together. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I think I heard a compliment in there somewhere. Um. Kate wishes on the penny to find someone to love and who loves her back and throws the penny. Uh, and the penny falls directly onto Lucy's head. Knock. Uh, and knocks her comatose. Yeah. Um, so we're in the hospital with Lucy the slut on a bed and uh, Princeton is there to check on her. And uh, Kate shows up to check on her as well and finds out it's her fault. Like, oh my god, some idiot threw a penny off the Empire State Building. Like, Kate murdered, like, murdered her. Yes, her head fell off in the ambulance on the way over. Um, is that what happened? And they reattached it. It's like, they, it's like she dies and... <laughs> Spoiler. But... Well, she dies but comes back. Yeah, it's like she dies, though, in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So, Kate also realizes that Lucy never gave him that note. She's like, I asked you to come. Why didn't you come? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So he's like, how have you been? She's like, I'm working at Barnes and Noble. I'm poorer than ever. Um, and she doesn't think her dream's going to come true. And Princeton's like, I'm sorry about that. I just want you to be happy. And they kind of part ways. They don't really fix their relationship, but they are on much better terms than they have been. Um, 
So Nikki is homeless. Homeless. He is without home. Yeah, fully unemployed, does not have a place to live, living out of a trash can. Yes. Yeah. He's living his Oscar fantasy right now. Kind of, um, yeah. Oh my god, it's 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 yeah. Avenue Q is just Oscar the Grouch's villain origin story. It's his Joker story. <laughs> uh, no! Could you, could you imagine? That, that sounds like a great SNL skit, though. That, no, that's our friend show for next year. Wait. We'll meet. Where should we meet to do this? Uh, well, what's what's in between is like Kansas or something. Kansas is like right below me. We know we gotta go big market. Let's go New York. Let's just do it. Let's do it. That you would know, get we'll, we'll, so much attention too. That is h- hilarious. Oscar the Grouch's origin story. We're writing that down. You're welcome. No one. Got, no one steal. It. That's trademarked. It's trademarked. <laughs> Back the fuck so, up. Um. Uh, so, uh, I've already applied for the right job. Um, so, (laughs) by the time this is posted. Okay, what is happening? He's homeless. He tries to apologize to Rod, and he wants to come back, but Rod just kind of doesn't respond to him. And he's like, okay, okay, bye. And so, um, yeah. And so Rod goes to talk to Christmas Eve, and he's like, I want someone to love me like, like I love them. And Christmas Eve has this really nice intimate moment while Rod like cries on her and she's like, you are special and you are safe. Yeah. What the fuck? I love Christmas Um, Eve. I really do. She's so, she's such a funny character to me, but like, she's also the most wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they sing this song called, I wish I could go back to college, which is so beautiful. It's so good. Back to, Back to a better time where they had dorms in a meal plan where literally all I had to worry about was, um, homework, finishing a final homework, literally homework, homework. I didn't even start until the day it was due. Yeah. Um, which is really funny because I actually wrote this down to tell you, uh, I was part of a, like a musical theater history class and I can't remember what our final specifically was. But I walked in on, because it was due at like four o'clock in the afternoon one day. And I walked into the library, the school library to do it at like eight in the morning. And I walked in and our whole musical theater class was just sitting at computers next to each other. I love that. Because nobody had started it. And we all took like a group picture together That's so in funny. the library. We, yeah, I had to take a, a music, uh, not a music theater, just a theater history class. And it was like a yeah. ridiculous, like we had to like write three papers a thousand words each we had to read three books like it was a whole thing this this professor is awful um yeah and i don't know anybody who started them until the day before like there's yeah i I, it's funny though because like i'm only two like two years out of college almost like i graduated december 2019 i graduated semester early but like this song now resonates so much like i get it now we're like, yeah. I remember when I was doing the show. Our our Christmas Eve was twenty three. She was my age, just graduated from from NYU. Um, or no, Marymount Manhattan. Marymount Manhattan. Um, uh-huh. incredible performer. But I remember her being like, yeah, like, I get it. Like I miss it, but I just like I just left it. And our our Nikki was like late twenties, and he was like, 
no, like the the older you get, the more this is gonna resonate with you. And he was like, this yes. song every night, like there's a new thing in it that I'm like, oh, I missed that today. Like I get it. Yeah, and I'm starting to be like, oh, I do miss a meal plan. I hate cooking for myself, even though I like cooking. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. Yes, I gotta do this for how um, many more years? I gotta do. Can I clock out now? Yeah, for real. Um, it's my equity break. So, <laughs> oof, girl. Um, so <laughs> they they do sing this song about a simpler time in their life. Um, we go straight into Nikki being homeless and he's asking for a quarter and he's like princeton give me one quarter and he's like i cannot do that i will not do that you know what here's a quarter and so um he feels good about giving money away and he's like i should stop focusing on myself give money away i'm gonna raise money for kate's monster school lit we get the money song. He asks where they live true. for Mick, for Nikki's money back. He's like, "Give me that dollar I just gave Which you." Which is so funny. He's like, "It'll make you feel better if you give me the money I just gave you back. Like, give me all of your money." So would a burger. Do, so what a burger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so funny. So they go and they're they start asking everybody for money. Literally everybody for money, and uh, they go. They end up. Um, asking the audience for money, and is it a break of the fourth wall? It where um, it was my one of my favorite moments of this show. So we had this class called Theater One Twelve, which was introduction to theater. It was a Gen Ed. Everybody had to take it. Like we had these things yeah. called Ace classes. That doesn't matter what your major was, you had to take a, a class from each kind of subject. So you had to, you had to take an arts class even if you were a business major. So we had right, shows right, right. that were just for these kids who were like frat boys, did not give a fuck about yeah. theater. Which was the best show for Avenue Q because you would fuck with them during the show and there was this one show where this kid was asleep in the audience. And me and the guy who played Nikki come running up and we're like singing to people and this kid's asleep and I punched him in the shoulder. My friend went, Hey, and the kid like jumped and like, fr- like did not see it coming and was so thrown off. And there was one time this kid was recording us. So we took his phone and put it down. Like we turned it off and put it <gasps> on the floor. Like we had multiple things like that where people just were not doing it. And then do you know what toppers pizza is? No. Okay. It might be a Midwest pizza chain, but it's, it's like not good pizza <gasps> but like it's not bad pizza it's like little caesars you know like it's not great but it's not it's hot and ready it's hot and ready like you're not asking for it to be good i've always said this if you don't like little caesars you don't like poor people <laughs> cut that from this I'm ge- that's the- no i'm not no i'm keeping it and i'm making it a t-shirt <laughs> but like right like it's cheap you're not asking for good pizza but toppers yeah. is like that and all the money we raised, we raised like three hundred bucks from fourteen shows. So people act, yeah. people actually give money during this moment, and I think the Correct. I think the Broadway production donated it to Broadway Fights AIDS. I think is what they did, which yes. is yes, a good place for that money to go. We didn't. We held a pizza party for the eight person cast. We did not invite our Brian. Um, 
which was bad because he was an equity actor from New York and they all shared an apartment like a building and he was not invited. We were upstairs and he was below us. Um, but we ordered $300 worth of pizza for eight people. Incredible. So the money song works. It works. Okay. I would. Li- okay. First of all, I'd like to tell you that in the context of Avenue Q, it sure does. When you do it in a song cycle, like I did for a community theater production of a show that does not exist, and you go out and you beg for money, and your entire run, you get a combination of one dollar. It's tacky. That I. <laughs> That, that I made my then-husband give us at the time. Um, I also sing the alto line in that song, and I was like, who... Listen, altos are the backbone of music because they are given... Composers just throw notes at a page, and they're like, the altos will figure it out. But they never know their parts, so... Well, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway... Oh, oh, this is where my this is where my story came in though about piano piano it. two. Her name is Donna. Shout out to Donna. Donna. So we're in Act Two. Things are going okay. Life outside of your apartments was not great, but it was fine. And we get to after we get the money, like we're back on stage, and all of a sudden, like we're we're in the audience. We come back and we start singing, and everyone just stopped. Because we could not figure out where in the music she was. Like, we, everyone literally didn't sing, didn't dance, stood there with the puppets, looked at each other, and we went, <gasps> and started singing again. Like, it took us, like, a solid 30 seconds to get back on track, which is a long time to just sit and stare at people with puppets. Like, we just stood there that whole time. Ask Caban. That woman will be put in Ask Caban. <laughs> to be fair, she was, like... 80 and had blue hair like she i don't think she worked after i don't know if she's still around low security azkaban yeah (laughs) it was it was and our our christmas eve who was the only person in rehearsals that could never figure out what was going on was the one that got us back on track listen sometimes you show up once and that's all you it was the time we Um, needed her it was the day we needed her shout out to her name was nikki shout out to nikki Love her. Nicolette. Uh, so they go to Trekkie Monster because he has yet to give. And he's like, no, thank you. And they're like, yeah, but this is for Kate's Monster School. And he's like, I, when I went to school, I was made fun of and they pulled my hair because I was a monster. If I had had a safe place, of course I would want to go to there. So he donates $10 million. And they're like, where the fuck did you get all that money? And he goes, when the market is volatile, the only stable thing is porn. When you help Come through, others, Trekkie Monsters. You can't help helping yourself. <laughs> our... <laughs> so, our puppeteer for Nikki, for Trekkie in that scene was our Mrs. Thistletois, and she was the worst one in the show. Sorry, Kellen. Just gonna... It's been three years now. It's four years now. It's fine. We... <laughs> um... We... We're all really annoyed because so the number one thing to puppeteering when you're speaking is you got to close the mouth because no one just talks with their mouth mouth open and never closes it 
Like that's not a thing. Yeah. And so our 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 Trekkie was really petty. He got because he got annoyed. So we'd all turn our backs and look up at Trekkie Monster. And there's one line where well they're talking about the monster school and Trekkie goes, "What did you say?" And instead of saying "say" fully, he go, "What did you say?" And we just leave because <laughs> she wouldn't close the mouth. So he would just like say things half halfway and not finish it because she like wasn't doing her part of it that he was like probably wasn't the best thing for me to do but like what did you say (laughs) (laughs) it was so good it was so funny Uh, so good so they give they give kate all of her money and they surprise her with a school and christmas eve has her own announcement her and brian are getting a divorce She's just kidding. Uh, they're really moving to the Lower East Side because um, she has a client now that she sees seven times a week. And Brian has a job as a consultant. And uh, <laughs> they hear a gunshot. And, and Christmas Eve is like, fuck! Because they all think that the uh, the client is Rod. And she's like, I'm not allowed to tell you that. <laughs> and they hear a gunshot from Rod's apartment. And she's like, fuck! And so... Um, uh, it was really just a uh, champagne bottle that he walks out with. And she goes, oh, my gosh, you're okay. And he goes, you're okay, too. <laughs> Which <laughs> is, like, wild. Um, so Rod apologizes to everybody about being difficult. And to nobody's surprise, uh, comes out as gay. And no one celebrates. We're all like, we, we know. We know. We know. He's like, I am gay. We done did know. And everyone's like. Just crickets. And? Like, like okay. Um, <laughs> okay, and I was thinking about ordering pizza tonight. Like, <laughs> are we all just saying things now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, he personally apologizes to Nikki and invites him to move back in. And Nikki says, thank you so much. Absolutely, I will. Um, also, I took your picture and I posted it online and I found you a boyfriend. And this puppet... Looks exactly like Nikki. It's a carbon copy in denim or leather, depending on which production it is. All leather. Yeah. Um, um, and his name is Ricky. Ricky and Nikki. And Rod says, my cup runneth over. Which is why. My grandma always so, said that. <laughs> my cup runneth over. Yeah, whenever we're like, all the grandkids are around, she goes, ah, my cup runneth over. Which is so sweet. Grandmas are wild. Which is so sweet. It's just her <laughs> saying that like she's so happy. She was 96. Um, like, it, I don't know. Oh, I love that. She was that. old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Gary needs a new tenant. And Kate is told Princeton. Oh, Kate, they, Gary's like, I need a new tenant now. And they're like, by the way, Kate, Princeton did all this for you. Like, this is all because of Princeton. And Princeton comes up to her and he's like, yes, believe in yourself. Follow your bliss. Do your dream. Go kitty girl. And so, um, (laughs) he wants to get back together and she goes one day at a time. We can take it one day at a time. And yes, let's do it. Which is sweet. Um, Like they don't necessarily, yeah, they're not necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend, but like rekindling that flame. It's so sweet. And they're puppies. The end of the show, just, I just get so teary eyed thinking about it. I love it. It's very cute. It's very cute. Um, It's very Sesame Street. This new, Oh, absolutely. Um, this new tenant comes in 
And he goes, oh my God, you're Gary Coleman. And he wants to move in. And uh, Princeton says, oh my gosh, I finally, my purpose in life is to take this this story. This He, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what life holds. I'm going to take all of this and put it in a musical. And everybody goes, that's fucking stupid. Are you high? That's... <laughs> Are you high? And the guy goes, fuck you. I know stuff. And he leaves. That's who I was. Yeah. So it was like, it comes out because he's so cute because he's singing BA in English reprise. Like, it's literally yeah. restarting the circle. And it's like, I'm not a super kid that doesn't know anything. Fuck you. And the puppet has a middle finger, which is so funny. Like, it's built in that the puppet has a middle finger that's just up. So you have to, like, flip it to make it work. It's, it is hilarious. It's like the last, like, big jab at the end of the show it's yeah. great it's so funny uh, so lucy comes out she's okay her the penny knocked all the mean out of her um and she's nicer too well i guess that what that means um <laughs> the bad idea bears become scientologists yeah uh and every and everybody celebrates that while they may have to compromise some things those feelings are only for now everything in life is only and for now yeah, which is a nice little, like, the song is called For Now. The finale is called For Now. And it is just that. Like, like these feelings might be bad, but they only last for now. And that's kind of like, when I'm having a bad day, I'm just like, I only have to do today once. Yeah, my, the end of the song, the end, the very last thing you hear in the show is, except for death and paying taxes, the only thing in, everything in life is only for now. That's it. That's how the show ends. Yeah. And so, in, at my college... In one of our stairwells, up at the very, very top, like up in the attic almost, every graduating senior writes like on a brick, like something that means that's significant to them. And so I wrote, I drew the big Avenue Q orange thing with the A in it. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, everything in life is only for now. Because that song truly like, I just, I love it. It's so, But it's so true. Like it, it's one day at a time. And I love how when they update it. So there's a Bush joke in it from 2003. So it's very dated. Like that's yeah. where the show dates itself is with that one line. And so they'd go like during the last presidency, they'd go Fox News is only for now. <laughs> or that was during the that was during the Obama presidency. Uh-huh. Cuz they had no reason to make fun of him in it. But um it's so great. It's just so well done. The last song is so cute. I love it. And it just, and it recalls back to the very opening of the show with the, is how it ends. Mm-hmm. That's the very last note. It's just, ah, so well done. And that's Avenue Q, that's baby. That's Avenue Q. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having yeah. me do this. Absolutely. Do you have anything to plug? Um, before you can follow my Instagram. At, Absolutely. At C Wiley nine zero six. Um, I said it last time still relevant my production of spring awakening is still available to stream until october yes it is so if you want to watch that you can uh beautiful yeah that's about it awesome well everybody thank you for listening send me your stories cullen send me your stories yeah, i have about I have community theater productions so many that i can send to you beautiful do it do it um, and then we'll be able to do multiple episodes. So, uh, like a person who has drunk too much, in the end of every show, it is time to black out.